Hello and welcome to the Slow Restart Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. We started last year with one whole episode, faded off this year. We're going to keep it consistent. I promise. All right, just some things to get into before we get into the meat and potatoes. This podcast, I know it's a Friday, will normally be out on Tuesday or a Wednesday. You can check my Twitter at the Slow Restart for news on that. I will keep you guys updated and posted. Go drop a follow. And you can also check out the website where we post a lot of content at www.theslowrestart.com. We've got all the NASCAR news that we can fit in in there. And then we've obviously got the link to the Twitter, the Instagram, and this podcast. So go check those out if you get a chance. Second thing, I talk about Ryan Priest later in the episode. This will make sense when you get there. It has just been announced from Rick Ware Racing. RWR, the king of the back four cars that have crashed each other out multiple occasions this year. Ryan Priest is in the number 15 at the Bush Beer Class, so look out for that. Now let's get into the episode. Even though there has been no racing for months, which is coming back soon, which we're all happy for, there has been a whole lot of testing with, I guess it's the Gen 7 now, it's no longer the next-gen car. It's here. Years of the Gen 6, 550, pack kind of racing dirty air bs i'm not gonna swear but you guys know what i mean we finally got a car that is actually good it's got none of the side force a smaller spoiler more horsepower except at the plate tracks where they run 510 horsepower a seven inch spoiler and they go about 190 according to all the spotters and people that were on the track for the two days of testing Notes about the next-gen testing. First off, (laughs) Eric Jones, and in that 43 car, is bringing back the skew. For those that don't know, when you look at the car dead-on, you see that rear end kind of poking out the side there like the old Twisted Sister cars to help with aerodynamics and stuff to go through the corners. I love it. He was the only one that did it, so I don't know if if they're allowed to do that. If it'll pass inspection, but I lo- if it comes back, I'm a huge fan. A lot of people, a lot of people hate the Twisted Sisters. I love them. So if they make a comeback, I am entirely here for that. I love the way it looks. You get some sweet shots coming down the front straight. It's beautiful. And Eric Jones is bringing it back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what else? We got tandem drafting. A lot of people who watch the testing, Hamlin and... <clears throat> I want to say it was Kurt Busch linked up for a, about a three-quarters of a lap of tandeming. Coming out of turn one all the way till about turn three, they tandemed, and it was sick. Back in the day, the tandem draft was the OG plate track bump drafting type deal going on. But I have some bad news. Brad Kozlowski kind of debunked it in his interview with um, Bob Pockris. We at Bob Pockers on Twitter for all your important NASCAR news. He's the best. Um, Brad said that the conditions on those two days made it easier to tandem draft and that we should not expect it in the 500 for two reasons. One, because there's more cars, so the tandem won't be able to pull away as effectively because there's more force pushing everyone behind them. 
and because the conditions are just they're going to be different for the 500 we usually got some cloudy skies definitely going to get rained out expect a monday race you heard it here first i called it it's never it's never not rained out we know this we do this all the time rained out postponed last year what was it we we restarted it super late because i remember i worked a night shift came back racing was still going on it was great i'm a fan of it when that happens but normally no and last Daytona note, the 500 sold out already. Last couple of years, we haven't been able to sell out the 500 due to COVID and capacity stuff. And normally it doesn't sell out this early. Normally we wait till February to get the sellout announcement. Grandstands are sold out for the Daytona 500 already. This is huge for the sport. They said it was dying. They said that going woke or whatever, you guys know what I'm talking about. The Facebook, mainly the NASCAR Facebook people said that it would kill the sport. People said the Brandon Brown sponsorship not going through would kill the sport. That's all been thrown out the window. We sold out the 500 with three weeks left already. It's beautiful scenes. We love it. The sport is maybe going back on the rise. Even the test session had a line to get into for a test session which was nine to five of mainly single car runs, just one car going in circles. And then a couple laps of bump drafting and pack movement and stuff to see how it would react. It was mainly one car runs and we got over a thousand fans from what Twitter has been saying. The sport's back folks, be ready for it. All right. So this first segment or this first part of the segment was supposed to be about driver news, but one thing I just saw on TikTok right now, shout out ThrillerMiller78 on TikTok for posting this. William Byron was also running skew. For some reason, it was not as publicized. That 24 car was that 24 car was out there. It might have been a little more than Jones, to be completely honest. But I just noticed that. Had to say it. So two out of the, I believe, 10 cars on day one, Hamlin blew an engine. So two out of like the nine or 10 cars that were there running with the skew and NASCAR didn't say that they weren't going to allow it. So as of now, it's still out in the open. I don't know the rules on that. I'm not a rules expert, but we could see the return of the skewed bodies, which is great. Anyways, Ryan Priest, a driver we all thought would have no ride. Technically still does not have a ride. The end of last year, wasn't going to be the end of his career, but it looked like his cup days were numbered for now. Anyways, he got signed into the reserve and sim driver role at Stuart Haas Racing. Who else has done this? Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman, arguably one of the better seasons this year. You could say his wins were flukes, but he got into victory lane and he made himself known. He dumped Hamlin at Martinsville, which was just beautiful scenes. And then that whole fiasco, the hack Bowman, he's running Chili Bowl right now on Flow Racing if you'd like to watch. But Ryan Priest, in this role at Stuart Haas Racing, he's their sim driver. Or I would believe that does setups and stuff. Um, he also gets two cup races, three Xfinity races, and seven truck races. The truck races are confirmed with DGR. I would assume the Xfinity's with Haas. 
and the cup is with Stuart Haas. But as the reserve driver in these COVID-19 times, Bowman could get a decent amount of, or not Bowman, Priest. <laughs> Priest could get a decent amount of cup time. Because with the rules, if you are unvaccinated, and many drivers, it's not public if they are or aren't, you have to quarantine for 10 days. If you're vaccinated, it's five. Those 10 days, that's almost two races. If it works out, like if it's Pocono, 10 days, two races. If it's, if we got to reschedule because of COVID, like we had to do in 2020, Wednesday night race, Saturday, or Wednesday, Sunday, five days. Priest could get two races in in that time. This is huge for Ryan Priest because he's got a shot to make a name for himself. And this also could lead to a full-time role because last week, Eric Almarola said that 2022 was the end of his run. He was done with racing. He's leaving that seat in the number 10 Smithfield car to go spend time with his family. That leaves a 10 seat at Stuart Haas Racing. Wide open. Who better to take it than Ryan Priest? Almarola has been average. I think Priest could do better than Almarola in that 10 car, given that Priest has never had great equipment, but he is a talented driver. He dominates in the modifieds and stuff, which people don't talk about enough because his cup success just isn't there. He's got it. He's just got to find it. A lot of drivers, they don't have it in bad equipment because that's how racing is. Money talks. Everyone knows that. Now, this leads into something even better. It's no secret that Toyota and Chevy have been the manufacturers for years. Ford's coming for that crown in the next two, three years. The Ford pipeline, in my opinion, aside from Toyota with Ty Gibbs, a generational talent, Ford's got the next best thing going right now. Chevy doesn't really. Chevy's got Gregson at JRM and Colleague. That's that's really it. Everyone else is Ford and Toyota. Well, Ford. Ford's pipeline goes as follows. They've got Priest in the um in the reserve role. They've got Brad Oh, no, not Brad Kozlowski. I read those notes wrong. They've got Priest in the reserve role. Harrison Burton in the Wood Brothers car coming in for De Benedetto. They've got Sendrick in the two car taking over Brad Kozlowski because obviously he went and took over with Roush Fenway, which is now Roush Fenway Kozlowski. Those are two young drivers who are exceptional talents that are starting off in great equipment. The 21 is a Penske car. Everybody knows that. De Benedetto has been running poorly in it for years. It's finally time. His internet meltdown finally pushed him out. Harrison Burton will make the most of that equipment and definitely get at least one win. Not this year, maybe, but he'll get a win soon. Austin Sendrick, he's proven himself. I don't need to talk him up. He's a good racer. He knows what he's doing. Now, what that does is Penske is set. Logano, Blaney, Sendrick, they're set. They've got years in them. They've got, they're young, they're on the younger side, Blaney and Sendrick. Logano's kind of getting up there. But they're not old by any means, like the Toyota drivers are, even though those three are not slowing, the big three at Toyota, not slowing down anytime soon. And I believe Gibbs has finally found that solid fourth in Christopher Bell. 
who's also running Chili Bull on Flow Racing. Now, back to the Ford Pipeline. In the lower levels, Ford has Haley Deegan, Riley Herbst in those lower levels. The only possible way that they can screw up pushing these drivers in when Kozlowski and Harvick leave is if they push Herbst up too early for money reasons and they push Deegan up for the PR reasons. Because Deegan is one of the most advertisable people in this sport. Herbst and Deegan both bring full... Well, Deegan's not full, but mainly she is a full Monster Energy sponsor. At least a majority. Those are the big money sponsors. Everyone knows it. Kurt Busch, Deegan, Herbst, all in the Monster cars almost every week. That brings in good money. The only possible way they screw this up, I'm going to say it again, is if they move too quickly. This year's not going to be their year. Next year's not going to be their year. That third year, when they can get Deegan an Xfinity ride, Herbst, who is more talented than people say he is, up into a cup ride, maybe the four, because Harvick's got to go soon, maybe the six, because Kozlowski is getting up there. There were rumors he was done after this year. I think he's got one or two years left. And they push Deegan up into that Xfinity ride, get her on part-time now so she learns the car, learns what to do, push Herbst up, and then they push Deegan. And then they've got an old veteran in Logano, Chris Busher at RFK, who I don't think is leaving. He's going to do just fine. Blaney, Sindrick, Deegan, Herbst. That is a stacked lineup on Ford. And Chevy's got, you know, Larson, Byron, Bowman, Hendrick, basically. Toyota's going to have nobody in those years. They're going to have Ty Gibbs. He can't carry the manufacturer on his back. Ford's going to be the team, the manufacturer to beat very, very soon. And they're showing no signs of slowing down. They just cannot. They've got a golden generation coming in. They cannot mess this up. All right, I know it's a shorter episode. When there's no races, it's hard to talk about a lot more stuff. Episodes will be a little bit longer when racing resumes. Um, that'll be it for today's episode. Check out the Twitter at the Slow Restart and the website www.theslowrestart for updates. Both of the Twitter and the website give you updates on this podcast, NASCAR news, and you can get some articles on the website about everything going on in NASCAR right now. That being said, see you guys next week.